you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. every generation the Bible says that there will be a few who have a heart for God 
and will turn their hearts toward him. I do believe that these are the royal priesthood, the holy nation, and the peculiar people that the Bible speaks so clearly about. They are those who are genuinely filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. How many of you know what it means to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost? A few of you. I'm not talking about being partially. I'm talking about being filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And that group that the Bible speaks about is a group that is predestined to do great exploits in the name of the Lord. Now, I believe firmly tonight that God is gathering such a people strategically for these last days. I do believe that God has saved you for an hour such as this. God always has a remnant in every generation. In the book of Zephaniah, the third chapter, Zephaniah highlights some of the characteristics of this remnant. He says in the ninth verse of the third chapter of Zephaniah, he said, I will purify the lips of the people. The prophet declares that the words of the remnant will be a pure word. It will come forth pure like gold. Isaiah was convicted of his words when he saw the glory of God in such a powerful and magnificent way. And he said, I am a man of unclean lips. The Bible says it is a plan for that remnant of the end time that their conversation would be a pure conversation. In other words, a holy conversation. In verse 9, Zephaniah speaks of the remnant and describes them as standing shoulder to shoulder doing the work of the Lord. All of them, Zephaniah The ninth chapter of the third verse, the scripture says, All of them will call upon the name of the Lord and will serve him shoulder to shoulder. They will stand side by side. Now this isn't everybody. This isn't the world. This isn't popular culture. The Bible says this about the remnant. The remnant would stand Shoulder to shoulder. The remnant, in other words, would be united as one body. That's why you stand shoulder to shoulder. Because you're united as one body. And we serve the Lord bearing one another's burdens. So when we stand shoulder to shoulder, if one be weak, The one on either side becomes strong for the one that is weak. 
and by their help, the connection and the unity of standing shoulder to shoulder will allow them to stand even in the worst of times and in the evil days. The remnant would stand shoulder to shoulder and then on into the 11th and the 12th verses, he declares the word of the Lord. And he said, I will remove all of the proud and the arrogant people from among you. And he said, there'll be no pride on my holy mountain. Those who are left, he declares, will be lowly and will be humble. There, there will be no pride and there will be no arrogance. But the remnant is going to lead in that generation. They're going to lead at that time but they're going to lead from a place of humility. Never, ever, ever misunderstand humility as a point of weakness because humility can be the strongest point. You don't have to be the loudest mouth, the strongest voice, or the biggest bully to be the baddest man that walks down the hall of your school. But when you walk down the wall, the hall of your school in humility knowing I have a name that is above every name that is attached to me and I have power within me that calls the, the, the demons of hell to even shake and tremble. said, I'll remove the proud and the arrogant from among you. There will be no pride and no in my holy mountain. And finally in verse 12 he said, but those who are left will trust in the name of the Lord. Hello somebody. He said that remnant, those that are left are going to learn to depend on the name of the Lord. I, I want to say to this church tonight that in the days in which we live, if you're looking for the government of this world to fix all the issues in life to get better and things to get better, you may have a few days that, that seem to be getting a little better, but uh, that's not what the Bible tells us about. As a matter of fact, it said when we see wars and rumors of wars and pestilence and trouble and earthquakes, uh, that the church ought to lift up its head uh, for our redemption draweth nigh. That means that's the time we need to stand shoulder to shoulder, lift up one another, and we ought to call on the name of the Lord. For there is no other name that you will need to call on than the name of Jesus. Here's the sad part about many popular ministries and social media preachers and social media producers of this day. Today I took a quick scroll looking for information on uh, the funeral for um, Brother Parnell and as I was scrolling through I, I saw the response of someone who once walked with the Lord and I saw a meme that, or, or a statement that they had shared or posted and when I saw it I thought there is nothing that could be any further from the truth and any more unbiblical than, than what they had shared. And I looked at it and I almost engaged and I said, I don't have to go to every fight that I'm, in, that I'm invited to. 
nobody wins a social media fight, so I just cruised on. But I was a little stumped because the originator of the post posed to be a spiritual leader with a biblical base and a godly base and a religious base and a Jesus base, yet everything they had to say was so off base, so far from the truth. And I looked and I saw lines and lines of backsliders and those that have once walked in this beautiful truth that were liking it and sharing it and commenting on it with things that are so far from the truth. Listen, in this last day, don't expect that to get any better. What I am telling you in these last days, that the church needs to stand strong and stand together and unify together and lift one another up and call on the name of the Lord for the days will grow increasingly evil. see popular ministries and social media preachers of this, this day that are leading churches astray and 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 uh, they, 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 I've seen entire congregations that once uh, had walked in truth and 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 they are so far away from truth and and I, I think about the elders that gave everything they had to establish some of those churches and to protect this apostolic message. Listen, we've been given a heritage. Young people, you've been given a heritage. You, you may not have a lot of money, but you've been given a heritage that is worth more than silver or gold. You've got parents that got in the car and brought you to the house of the Lord tonight, you ought to be thankful that somebody cared enough about your eternal soul to get you to the house of God because the doors are open, because they want to see you stand. You are a remnant generation. You are a remnant in this generation. I do believe there will always be a remnant that believes this message and are willing to die for this truth. Not everybody's throwing in the towel. There's always going to be a remnant. Our forefathers were ostracized because they rejected popular culture and unbiblical mainstream denominational teaching. I'm not a proponent of intentional confrontation. As a matter of fact, those of you who know me best know that I I, I, I hate confrontation. As a matter of fact, uh, I, 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 I run from confrontation in most instances until it reaches a point that I have to confront. Or uh, I, I don't like the confrontational in your front, in your face kind of society in which we live and people bringing every little difference and, and jumping on and arguing everything publicly and on social media. But neither do I think that we live in a generation that we can afford to remain silent on every issue and not teach and preach and live out the truth of the word of God. Come on moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas. You ought to establish some things in your home and family. They ought to know where you stand. This generation is going to make noise. It's alright for the remnant church to make some noise about who we are and what we believe and where we stand. We are a Jesus name apostolic church. 
We are a church that can trace its roots all the way back to the day of Pentecost. Uh, we don't teach a watered-down, changed message intended to, to, to please men in this culture, but we are a church that is called by God to counter the culture. If you want miracles and signs and wonders that our texts talk about tonight, then you're going to have to be authentic, apostolic from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. Come on, we're an apostolic church. We believe in miracles, signs, and wonders. We're apostolic because we believe and obey these Bible truths. We believe and teach the apostles' doctrine. And we are, we are those, we are that church that believes the apostles of Christ because we have identified with him in his death, in his burial, and in his resurrection. Ah, don't ever... Listen, you don't have to be intimidated when you walk in looking holy and you walk in school looking righteous or you walk to your job acting different and talking different and excusing yourself from the jokes that, that are ungodly. You've got a right to walk in. You've been changed. You've been newborn. Everything in your life is different. I don't walk the way I used to walk or talk the way I used to talk. I want to see miracle signs and wonders but you can't expect it to happen if we live like the devil all week and show up to church on Sunday expecting God to show up because we did. But you gotta live holy and you gotta live right and you gotta walk right and you gotta talk right. Thank God for our buildings. You don't have to have a building to be apostolic. You don't have to have all the wonderful things. You don't have to have a choir like we heard tonight. You don't have to have a wonderful youth group that had service on Sunday night. We were so blessed. You, you don't have to have a, 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 a great youth group to be apostolic. You're blessed. One segment of my life, I was the only young person in my in my church. If they said uh, we want one young person to lay hands on the other, I had to do this. That's right. I tell people I am the youth leader. I was the only one. I was the youth follower too. I could have had multiple personalities and got by with it. I'd just have a committee meeting all by myself. Listen, you don't have to have all the blessings and the things that we have. You don't have to have sound systems and, and amplifiers and, and, and musical instruments and padded pews and, and all this is wonderful. Oh, they're, they're good and most all of our ministries are so incredibly beneficial to the kingdom, but they're not a requirement. Thank God for live stream. We've got several that are out sick, can't be here, but they're watching online tonight. God bless you. Thank you for watching online. Thank God for our media. 
Thank God for our small groups. I heard about a small group prayer meeting. I didn't even know what was going on until a couple of weeks ago. A small group prayer meeting has been meeting on Tuesday night. And, and my boys came and they, they said, Dad, I'm going to tell you, this isn't just a prayer meeting. That was a powerful move of God in a prayer in a prayer meeting. That's wonderful. But you don't you don't have to have all of those things. We thank God for our small groups. We I thank God for all of those things. But but you, you don't have to have all of these things to be apostolic. But there's some things you have to have in order to be apostolic. You got to believe in Bible doctrine. I'm going to meddle just a little bit. I've had some come and I've had them leave because they didn't like what I said. I had one coming in trying to tell me they'd receive revelation and what God was showing them and what God was telling them and it was all in contrary to the word of God, mixed up all sorts of polluted views and, and, and they were receiving visions. Later find out they were hallucinating on some kind of a drug somewhere. But I came tonight to tell you the scripture said if we are an angel from heaven come preaching any other gospel then what we have preached. That's what the apostle said. Let him be accursed. You don't have to duck your head, young person, when you walk in and say, Hero Israel, the Lord, our God is one. I come tonight to tell somebody I'm apostolic because the Bible says I am. got to follow this word. It says we got to be submitted to a pastor and connected to a local church and not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. You ought to give yourself a great big God bless you tonight because you're here in obedience to the word of God. You, you, you got to believe in one God. The apostles believed in one God. Satan believed in one God and trembled. And the day's going to come when every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jehovah of the Old Testament became Jesus in the New Testament. He was God before there was time. He is God in time. And he will be God after time and into eternity. His name is Jesus. He is the Savior of the world. And in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And we don't need nobody else because we are complete in him. For there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I'm going to tell you about the remnant of the apostolic church. Ha! They're going to believe in the supernatural working of the spirit of God. It may not be popular with some, but I boldly declare the fivefold ministry is going to operate in the remnant church. Uh, the apostolic church began with Acts, and if we lose the Acts, 
we just become another religion. Oh, that's just a bunch of acting up there. If we ever lose the acts, uh, we become another religion. Brother Evans said it right on Friday night. Uh, what good would be the gospels uh, if there wasn't an acts? Uh, and what good would the acts be if there wasn't a 21st century church uh, that is living out uh, the miracles, signs, and wonders of the book of Acts? And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. No other way. In my name. No other way. Baptizing in my name. In my name. They'll lay hands on the sick. They'll recover. In my name. only way to get back to miracles signs and wonders is to get back to the acts give me a minute we're going to go somewhere I fear that we have created a generation of heady Christians heady worshipers the Bible talks about them being heady and high-minded. Ah, I believe we have created a generation of heady folks. They got to understand every every little thing before they, they they get they get science over faith. Ah. They, they get lifted up. It's heady. Everything is about knowledge. And it's nothing wrong with knowledge. The Bible tells us to get knowledge. But it said before you get knowledge, you better get wisdom. And when you get wisdom, wisdom only comes from God. So you got to get God and his wisdom before you get knowledge. Otherwise, your knowledge will make you heady. I'm talking to some folks that are going to be going to college in the next year or two or three. Before you get knowledge, you better make sure that you are grounded in this truth. If not, you'll get there and some heady professor will tell you God doesn't exist but when you've got the wisdom of God you can say go ahead and believe what you want but I have an experience yeah I fear we've created a generation of heady worshipers all of our worship is just based on what we see. You can be seated for a moment. Let me teach you something. Our worship, heady worship, is based on our knowledge and understanding of what we are able to explain. And if we can't explain it, we are afraid of it. Well, it doesn't make sense. So we become heady. I don't think it requires all that hand clapping. Heady. I don't think it requires all of that shouting and dancing. Heady. I don't think it requires all of that singing and hooping and carrying on heady. 
high-minded. And we have created a generation that our worship is based on the knowledge of what we can explain. We, We have become heady in worship and we worship only with our understanding. And here's what the Bible says. It says to sing with understanding. Did you know that's in the Bible? It's said to sing with understanding. I called Sister Cheryl today. I was going to get together with her and talk to her about something. And I called and I said, what time is practice? I want to meet you before practice. She said, we're already in practice. Because they're singing with understanding. Aren't you thankful that we have a music team and singers that sing with understanding? Bible also says in the same scripture that says sing with understanding it says sing in the spirit also sometimes it doesn't have to be canned planned rehearsed I'm telling you some of the best touches that I have received I didn't even see it coming out of nowhere, but God just moved in. Maybe I was in my car. Maybe I was in prayer at a normal time, and the Holy Ghost swept in. I love the fact that our music team rehearses. This is no reflection on them. But sometimes we just need to break out of the routine, and we need to get back to the way that they used to do it when I grew up. (laughs) When I grew up, I remember my dad just getting up and He'd say, give me a G, and they would give a ride on the, on the instruments, and he would just start out something like, oh, what singing, oh, what shouting on that happy morning when we all shall rise. Oh, what glory, hallelujah, when we meet our blessed Savior in the sky. Oh, let us then be true and faithful, trusting, serving every day. Cause just one glimpse of him in glory will the toils of life repay. Oh, when we all get to heaven, oh, what a day of rejoicing that will be. Oh, when we all see Jesus, oh, we will see and shout the victory. When we all get to heaven, oh, what a day of rejoicing that will be. Oh, when we all see Jesus, we will sing and shout the victory. Come on, somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise in the house. Oh, everybody will be happy, will be happy. Oh, see, they knew how to have church too. Oh, everybody will be happy over there. Oh, see, everybody will be happy, will be happy over there. Oh, we will shout and sing God's praises. Everybody. We'll be happy. 
And until then, my heart will go on singing. And until then, with joy I'll carry on until the day my eyes behold that city until the day God calls me home come on sometimes it just has to be unexpected but we just say you know what I didn't plan it but I'm going to worship somebody singing in tongues. I believe we were on Delphi Avenue on a Monday night prayer. Sister Mary Blackburn, Sister Jamie Townsend both started singing in unison in tongues and the glory of God filled that house on a Monday night. I'm talking about some things that some of these young people have never seen. They've never witnessed it. They don't know and they've heard about it but they've never seen it for themselves. They've heard about it. Mama talked about it. But they've never experienced it. Some of our new converts, they don't know what to do when somebody gives a message in tongues. It happens so rarely because we're so afraid of it. Afraid somebody's going to miss it. Afraid somebody's going to get it wrong. Somebody needs to come in the house of the Lord and just start praising him for his mighty acts. I know what I've seen. You see, some of you don't understand why I worship and praise the way that I do, but you don't understand some of the things that I have experienced in my life. I have some experiences that tell me you know why some you know why some you can be seated. You know why some lack faith and others don't believe altogether? It's because sometimes we need to be persuaded. And all it takes for us to be persuaded is a witness of the Holy Ghost. Or a sign or a miracle for us to see and witness. The Bible speaks about a generation that knew not 
talk about that, right? A generation that knew not the Lord. But there are four words after that comma. There arose a generation that knew not the Lord, nor his mighty acts. We have a generation that knows the Lord, but there's some acts that they've never witnessed. Because we're not being the kind of apostolic church that God really wants us to be. There ought to not be a generation that grows up and leaves this church and said, I never saw that. I never saw miracles. I never saw the dead raised. I never saw God do those kind of miracles. Come on, somebody. I know I'm meddling just a little bit tonight. But this generation, come on, not on my watch. There's not going to be a generation that grows up that do not the Lord nor his mighty act because I'll pray and fast until it happens because I want every generation I wanted it for my sons and I want it for these sons and I want it for the next generation of sons come on this church is producing some men and women of God some people that are going to be used and we got to be apostolic not just because we can brag and say but we've got a generation that deserves to know and see and witness his mighty acts. <laughs> I want to tell you why I love this season so much. My boys get to fasting and praying. They get to coming over to the house and all they want to do is talk scripture talk about the Lord, talk about what God's doing, faith starts rising. Gentry and I were sitting up late the other night talking. We were in a conversation and we were reminiscing about some things in his generation that they witnessed. And I told him, I said, Gentry, I was in preparation for this message. I said, Gentry, I said that you, you, you have faith that you have because of some of the experiences that you had. As not, you didn't, you didn't have to get out on the evangelistic field to see it somewhere else. But you grew up in a church that experienced it. You knew what Sunday night is supposed to look like in an apostolic church. You knew about praise and worship. You knew about breakout services. You knew about services with people slain in the spirit. You, you, you knew about some of those things. and you, you knew you were there standing next to me and saw deaf ears opened and the dead raised back to life. You, you have been a witness in California of it happening the same day that God did it here. He did it there at the same identical time moments later after God raised Sister Robin up, God turned around and raised a woman up in California. We reminisced about it. I'm kind of concerned that this generation enjoys the show. But many of them have never witnessed his mighty acts. Are you going to let me preach to you just for a few more minutes tonight? I told Gentry, I said, Gentry, your generation, which produced several powerful men of God that are carrying the message, working many in other churches around that are
ministry, licensed ministers, and, and are doing great things in your and my boy's generation. Your generation saw miracles. Uh, you had visitations of angels in prayer meetings, and, 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 and you saw all sorts of things that happened. And, and, and Gentry said, not my generation, Dad. And I stopped, and he said, part of my generation. Because not everybody was hungry for it. Not everybody was willing to consecrate for it. Not everybody was willing to sacrifice for it. Not everybody was willing to pray for it. Not everybody was willing to worship for it. And the word of the Lord hit me and I came forth and I spoke it to him and I said but Gentry there has been and there will be a remnant in every generation that know the Lord and know his mighty acts uh-huh. Some of you young people need to make up in your mind, I'm going to be part of the remnant generation. I'm going to pray until I see it. I'm going to worship until it comes to pass. I'm not going to let my generation pass without us knowing that we'll, it doesn't matter what they do in the high school. It doesn't matter what they do in the junior high. It doesn't matter what they do that's cool elsewhere. But as far as Christian Life Church, we are going to be a people that are going to be apostolic and know His mighty act. some people get it and others don't because those that get it don't show up to Monday night prayer meeting so they can brag about it at Monday night prayer meeting but they show up and they're worried about one thing, the glory of God meeting with us. Is God, well, I'm afraid of what somebody is going to think. Listen, a remnant generation is not intimidated by culture, by people around them. You know what I appreciate about this generation? On Friday night, we had a youth service here. About 70, 80, 90 people that were gathered here. About 32 of our young people. Taryn invited, where you at, Taryn? He invited a friend of his. His friend invited three other friends. Some of them had never been in an apostolic church, but they came and I looked over and I saw Taryn clapping and lifting his hands and worship and shouting because he said, I got something that's real. I've got something that's kept my dad alive. I've got something that's kept my family together. I've got something that's had to hold on to. I've got something that's real. Some of our young people need to know what it sounds like to hear prayer rooms and prayer meetings and pre-service prayer that's filled with elders that are praying with groanings that cannot be uttered. Boy, it just got tied in here. But I'm telling you, we can't blame anything that goes wrong in this generation if we're not showing them how it ought to be done. I'm all about what Brother Evan brought to us and what he talked to us and the vision that he has cast and the things he's talked about with there being a 
with there being a, uh, a Bible quiz group that they are working on. And I'm sure Brother Chad is heavily involved in that, being a, 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 a Bible quizzer for life. And, and, and I don't know what all they have planned, and I don't even know all the workings of it. But I know they have all of that. But I, I, and, and it made my heart full of joy because they need to know this word. But listen, if they never win a contest... If they never make it to state finals, if they never never make it to nationals, I want our young people to know what it's like for apostolic ladies to shout their hair down. Uh, we haven't seen it in a long time. I want our young people to know what it's like for our men to worship, to take a lap, to sing, to give God glory unintimidated, uninhibited, for men to walk to the front of the room and declare, hey, young men, this is what apostolic young men look like. This is what apostolic men worship like. The world's full of superstars in the music industry and the entertainment industry. But come on, young ladies, make it popular to be a front row worshiper. Make it popular to shout your shoes off on a Sunday night. I'm about done preaching. Somebody in this house ought to let something ignite in you right now and you start giving God praise like you know he's worthy. Come on, elders, praise him for his mighty acts. Come on, young people, praise him because you want to see his mighty acts. I'm done preaching. I'm not preaching any further. I got more to say. But right now, there needs to be a demonstration of the Holy Ghost in this house right now. Everybody ought to get to the front of this room. Some of you elders ought to get together with a young person and you ought to worship with them and you ought to dance with them and you ought to pray with them and you ought to praise with them. Come on, fill this house with praise right now. Fill this house with praise right now. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Come on, that's the signs of an apostolic church. That's who we are. That's what we are. We're not ashamed of being who we are. Come on, miracles are going to happen in the next 30 days. Somebody's going to witness a miracle you've never seen before. It may be in your home. It may be in your life. It may be in your family. Come on, that's it, that's it, that's it. That's it, that's it. Come on, engage with somebody. Engage with somebody. 
It doesn't have to be a kid. Find somebody else. Find somebody. Everybody find somebody to connect up with right now. Everybody find somebody right now. We're going to worship God together. We're going to give him praise together. We're going to rejoice together. Come on, there's a time for weeping. But tonight, it's time for rejoicing. It's time for celebration. It's time for praise. It's time for adoration. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. Come on, praise him till something happens. Praise him till something happens. Praise him till the chains fall off. Praise him until something breaks. Praise him until the intimidation goes away. Come on, praise him until it happens. You've been wanting it for a long time. You've been asking God for it for a long time. You ought to break the chains of intimidation off. You ought to break down the walls right now. This is your moment. This is your hour. This is your day come on ladies the Bible said let the elders teach the younger that's what we're supposed to do come on connect up with somebody connect up with somebody and worship and worship and worship and worship Come on, somebody, open your mouth. Open your mouth and say yes to the Lord. Come on, open your mouth and say yes to the Lord. Come on, exalt the name of Jesus. Don't get intimidated. Come on, don't stop short of your breakthrough. Don't stop short of your breakthrough. Come on, get that breakthrough that you've been praying for, that you've been believing for. Come on, somebody can receive the Holy Ghost right now. Somebody can have a breakthrough right now. In Jesus' name, a miracle could happen in somebody's life. A miracle could happen. Come on, that sickness could be healed right now in Jesus' name. The power of the Holy Ghost is in this room right now.
These signs shall follow them that believe. They're going to follow you. They're going to follow you. They don't precede you. They follow you. Everywhere you go, there ought to be miracles. Uh, everywhere you go, there ought to be signs. Uh, everywhere you go, there ought to be wonders. Uh, everywhere you go, you're Jesus' name. Uh, you've got the name with you. You've got the blood with you. You've got Jesus with you. Come on, you're not alone. Uh, it's a power that is in you uh, that the world doesn't understand. Uh, there is a greater power in you than is in the world. Uh, Come on, that power is working in you right now. Yes, yes, yes. Come on, somebody, just say yes to the Lord. Just say yes to the Lord. Just say yes to the Lord. I don't know what to say. Right now, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray you dispatch an angel to the Lytle home to touch Brother Danny right where he is right now. Lord, let strength and healing come into his body right now. God, we're believing that you have the power to do that. God, I'm praying right now, you dispatch an angel to the south to write into the Mulberg home, to write where Brother Mick Mulberg is right now. Touch that heart right now. Strengthen that body right now. Now, give him faith and hope right now in the name of Jesus. Uh, come on, God's able to do it. Uh, God's able to do it. Uh, he's able to do it. He's able to do it. Oh, yes. 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 Right now, in the name of Jesus, chains of intimidation are falling off right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let mental health come right now. Let mental health come right now. To the one fighting depression right now. Break the chain off of him. Let the anointing break the yoke right now. Let the anointing break the yoke right now. Pray for your daughter. Come on, Dad. Pray for your sons. Come on, family. Pray one for another right now. Pray one for another right now.
Go ahead. There's a breakthrough coming tonight. There's a breakthrough coming tonight. Some of you haven't spoken in tongues in a long time. Let there be a season of refreshing come right now. Let there be a season of refreshing come right now. In the name of Jesus. 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 Come on, that's it. That's it. Don't let intimidation stop you. You ought to praise him. You ought to praise him in advance. The miracle's on the way. Come on, praise him now. He'll bless you later. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. That's it. That's it. That's it. Come on, you're not forsaken. You're not denied. Shut 